Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, 
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, airing five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. And if you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook. Search The Secret Teachings or TST Radio. You can find us on any podcast or radio player after the initial broadcast. You can listen to the show for free. There are advertisements in those free archives, though, so if you'd like to get rid of those advertisements, you can subscribe to the ad-free show at www.thesecretteachings.info. You can also find my books there. When you subscribe, when you buy a book, you support us, you keep us on air, you allow us to do what we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Remember when I played you that clip of Stefan Bonsel, the Moderna CEO, claiming that Moderna has coincidentally developed not a vaccine, but an mRNA technology that they inject into your heart, like the Nazi T4 vaccine program, which sterilized and murdered people. But they inject this into your heart to cure, to rebuild and regrow parts of the heart that might suffer after a heart attack. And it's coincidental because heart problems, heart attacks, myocarditis, pericarditis are certainly admitted effects of the Moderna and of the Pfizer vaccine for COVID-19. And Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine is the only vaccine, the only product that the company has ever put on the market. It's their first product, reportedly. And it causes the conditions that Moderna has then decided to coincidentally develop a vaccine to fix in the years after the vaccine for COVID-19 was released. You have heart problems, then they've got the, the heart mRNA technology. But just like people blaming viruses for all of their problems or blaming other people for giving them viruses and making them sick, based on vague and ambiguous symptom complexes that are crafted by both the manufacturers of these products and the regulators that quote-unquote regulate them, although they basically own the regulators these companies do. Same with the FDA, USDA, CDC, doesn't really matter. Food company, biotechnology company, vaccine, big pharma, whatever it is, they, they basically own the regulators or they have a revolving door between between both, like Mr. Gottlieb. Mr. Gottlieb, Scott Gottlieb at the FDA, is now on the board of Pfizer. And he went to Twitter and probably some other social media companies as well and demanded that dis or misinformation about the Pfizer vaccine be removed from those social media platforms while he was working for Pfizer after having been at the FDA. It's a big revolving door. It's a big club and you ain't in it. But more to the point, it's not always the virus. In fact, it's never the virus, in my opinion. And it's not always the vaccine, although sometimes it certainly could be the vaccine. And that's not an opinion. That's a provable fact. Ultimately, a lot of the reasons that we're sick 
A lot of the reasons that we have heart problems, heart conditions, respiratory problems, respiratory conditions, stroke, diabetes, obesity, all these things, most of these are caused by lifestyle and diet. We have pretty good sanitation, pretty good, um, I'd say, sanitary practices, waste disposal, and things like that in the United States. So we don't have smallpox. We don't have polio. We don't have these kinds of conditions. Unless you go to slums in the United States, you go to parts of San Francisco, parts of Portland, and then they start finding bubonic plague. They find cases of diseases that were supposedly eradicated. And magically, you find them in places that are really dirty, covered in urine, feces, blood, needles, and God knows what else. That's where you find those problems, and you can find those in the United States. The other places you find them are in the slums of India and places like that. It's probably not vaccines that led to their eradication. It's probably clean drinking water. It's probably clean water to bathe in. It's probably clean food. It's probably the elimination of waste, etc. Now, more to the point, and more to the point, and more to the point, when you look at something like, let's say, a heart problem that Moderna offers a vaccine or a mRNA technology shot to fix, and I've said it on the show before too, it's coincidental that they have this new mRNA shot for heart problems because their only other product, reportedly their only other product they put on the market, the COVID-19 vaccine, causes those types of heart problems like heart attack, myocarditis, and pericarditis. So that in and of itself is coincidental. But is it always the vaccine that's causing those problems? Probably not. In fact, I know that the vaccine isn't always causing those problems. And I know that this might be kind of foreign, kind of alien to you. If you're listening to late night radio, you might think that this sounds more like something mainstream. I'm saying that the vaccine isn't causing these problems. No, the vaccines cause problems. Absolutely. But they're not causing all of our problems, and they're not causing even a majority of our problems. They're definitely dangerous. They're definitely deadly, or they can be deadly, but they're not causing all the problems. So what is happening? Well, it feels as if, it seems as if, and it can actually, I think, be statistically demonstrated, that what's happening is when you have so many people that are sick, people that are already dying from heart, con- uh, heart conditions, heart disease, people that are already dying from cancer or cancer treatment, People that are already dying from stroke. These are all things that are the leading causes of death. It's very much like ADHD. ADHD is a thing, but does it actually exist in the implied medical terminology or psychological terminology? If you define ADHD as kids that like to play or run or jump on things or climb things, then ADHD is a real thing, but it's only real in the sense that it's taking natural behaviors putting them into a complex of symptoms and saying that it's a disease to basically be a child. In the same way that you have heart problems, cancer, you name it, stroke, etc. And they say those things aren't caused by the conditions of your life. They're caused by a virus. And everybody can get on board with that because it means you don't have to take responsibility. So everybody kind of agrees. Doesn't matter what your politics are. Everybody kind of agrees. Yeah, sure. I'm sick, not because I'm overweight, not because I eat poorly, not because I smoke, not because I vape, not because I do this or that, but because of a virus. And it was that 
a-hole at the store who didn't have a mask on. And we can all generally agree that it's not our fault that we're sick. It's because of a virus. That's why virtually everything that you can imagine that you've ever experienced in your life from a cough and a sneeze and a sore throat to things that are caused by excess smoking or things that are caused by, um, you know, I mean, even uh, some of the most ridiculous symptoms uh, of COVID-19. I mean, from from just feeling tired, like you burping, like everything has been associated with COVID-19. They're taking natural conditions, deriving a uber complex and detailed symptom complex so that everybody eventually falls into the category of having it. That's why I don't think the virus, and it does exist, there's a particle there, something's being identified, whether it's an artifact or it's an exosome or whatever it is, there's something there. But it's not causing you to be sick. But we can all agree that we are sick because of it so we don't have to take responsibility. So what Moderna seems to be doing is they're offering that heart mRNA technology as a solution on the surface to just normal general conditions that they just happen to develop this vaccine for. But this is multi-leveled. So they can't convince you. Nobody can convince you that it's your fault that you're sick, generally speaking. So they release the idea of a virus so that everybody gets on board, generally speaking, a few open-minded people resist, But for the most part, everybody gets on board, no matter what your religion, no matter what your politics, Muslim, Christian, Jew, doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, everybody gets on board. It's always an invisible particle's fault. It's somebody else's fault for not wearing their mask. And then the manufacturers give you this vaccine, the manufacturer of these vaccines give you this vaccine to stop that virus. It doesn't do anything, makes you sick because there is no virus causing you to be, you've always been sick. But then after the vaccine is out in the public for a while, we start getting these reports of adverse events, strokes, pericarditis, myocarditis, uh, blood clots, thrombosis, etc. And those certainly can be, and in a lot of cases are caused by the vaccines. So then we start focusing on all of those conditions instead of being caused by a virus, we start focusing on all those conditions being caused by a vaccine. It's a secondary sleight of hand. The third layer to this is, although vaccines certainly can cause those problems, they're not solely responsible. In fact, they're not even responsible in a majority of cases. It's a minority of cases that they're responsible, which still leaves us with our ailments and our illnesses and our sicknesses that are not caused by a virus, most of which existed before vaccines in the modern era, and especially modern vaccines and mRNA vaccines. We were sick before these mRNA vaccines were a thing, emergency authorized or quote-unquote approved. And now we can blame our sickness on the secondary level on the vaccine, when on the third level, it's just a con or a scam by these vaccine manufacturers to make you think that they can create a vaccine to get rid of your, or prevent you from getting sick or get rid of your disease by helping the body develop antibodies to fight a disease, which doesn't necessarily even exist because the complex of symptoms is so entirely ridiculous. It's like, if do you have skin? Then you probably have COVID. One 
guy from Johns Hopkins University who heads the statistical integrity, data integrity, statistical integrity department for for data for COVID-19 said, if you think you have it, you have it, even if you test negative. So you can just imagine that you have it. And that's what it is. It's just a big game. It's a game of malfunction, not a gain of malfunction. It's a game of malfunction. If you think you have it, you have it. If you think you're a girl, but you're actually a boy, you're a girl. If you think you're an astronaut, you really are an astronaut. If you think you're a cowboy, you're really a cowboy. If you think that you're an animal, then you can be an animal. It's just whatever you want it to be. It's a game of malfunction. And again, there are multiple levels to this. Blame the virus, then blame the vaccine. And ultimately, they're selling you the secondary vaccine for something that you wouldn't otherwise have accepted because if they were selling you the heart disease, heart vaccine, and suggesting that this was your fault that you have these problems, nobody wants that. So they come up with some complex marketing. There's a virus. Take this vaccine. Unapproved. Emergency use. And then suddenly we have the heart vaccine, which is what they've been, or the cancer vaccine, which is what they've been working on for pretty much the same amount of time as the SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. And and that's not an opinion. They've been working on mRNA technology for a long time. It never got approved, but we had to have the scare of a virus to get it emergency use authorization. They still won't approve it, but it's emergency use authorization for those vaccines, including bivalent as well. So this is a complex situation we're dealing with here. It is a complex, you can call it a conspiracy. I don't really care what you call it. But Moderna can offer mRNA technology for problems that they create with products that they've sold to you, uh, like an, a SARS-CoV-2 vaccine. And then they can offer uh, solutions to, uh, you know, initially solutions to problems that are invisible. And then they, you know, they, they blame the virus for causing the problems their shots cause. The public blames other people for causing the problems that they themselves are responsible for. And there's no way to really quantify any situation except for vaccines do cause certain problems and lifestyle con- you know, conditions cause certain problems. So everybody just blames everybody else. Vaccine manufacturers are blamed. You blame your family for making you sick. And ultimately, it doesn't really matter because the vaccine manufacturers continue to make money. They're immune to being sued over these things. And doesn't really matter what uh, other people think of you because you're doing the right thing and you're wearing your mask and getting your vaccine and you're trying to prevent other people from getting sick. And if someone doesn't want to do that, then they're just a bad person. This is very, very evil very, very complex, yet I think simple to to comprehend, but complex uh, psychological manipulation. Take natural things and you create a complex of symptoms, blame it on an invisible thing that nobody can see in order to justify one product which causes additional problems that already exist but exacerbates those problems so that you can offer another product that will take care of the normal problems that we have, plus the exaggeration of those problems created by the first product, and then they can keep rolling out additional products to take care of problems that 
we have and can cure without those products, which make the problem worse. And that includes the mRNA heart vaccine, and it includes the mRNA cancer vaccine. And this is not an opinion. According to the conversation, according to professor and chair of biology or biochemistry, the Jacobs School of Medicine and Biomedical Sciences, Mark R. O'Brien, and also the University of Buffalo, media outlets have been reporting recently the findings of clinical trials for a new experimental vaccine, which isn't a vaccine, literally, developed by biotech company Moderna to treat an aggressive type of skin cancer called melanoma. The experimental new skin cancer vaccine, it's experimental, treats only patients who were already sick. So you have to be sick to get this vaccine, which means that it's not a vaccine. And the article goes on to describe why it is a vaccine, but it's not a vaccine. So they change the definition of it. Most vaccines are administered to healthy people before they get sick to prevent illnesses caused by viruses or bacteria. These include vaccines that prevent polio, measles, COVID-19, and other diseases. No vaccine prevents COVID-19. This is, that's not a debatable thing. Researchers have also developed vaccines to prevent some types of cancer that are caused by such viruses as the Epstein-Barr virus, which also is one of the side effects of the Pfizer vaccine officially, one of the adverse events. If you go back a little further, that was just from a week ago, that report, that study uh, finding, the study findings coming out. You get this article from February of 2021, so two years ago. We reported this last year, but this is from two years ago. February 17th, published in the journal Nano Letters. The headline of the journal read this, in situ transforming, and this is a very long headline, RNA nanovaccines from polyethylamine or polyethylene amine, functionalized graphene oxide hydrogel for durable cancer immunotherapy. The report said messenger RNA, mRNA vaccine, is a promising candidate in cancer immunotherapy. So as of two years ago, around the time when COVID-19 vaccines were being introduced, um, not just the initial people that got them, but by February of 2021, more and more people were getting them. And so by that time, we already learned that they were working on a cancer vaccine. It's, which is kind of strange, don't you think? Because wouldn't they just be solely focused on COVID-19? I, I, I mean, that's a very serious thing to think about. It, during a pandemic, they're rushing to get the vaccines out. They get them prepared in like six months. And then suddenly, they're already working on cancer vaccines using the same technology that wasn't approved until the emergency use authorization or the emergency pandemic uh, policies were put into place, the emergency powers the government granted itself or the corporations through government granted themselves, suddenly they're working on a cancer vaccine in the midst of a pandemic where they should be focusing, you'd imagine, especially companies like Moderna, all their attention on the one product they do have. But see, they were planning on 
watching the results of the first product cause and exacerbate conditions that already existed so they could offer the second product. They needed the second product completed so they could offer that product to the public. And now, although we talked about it two years ago and last year, now it's confirmed officially Moderna is working on and has a skin cancer vaccine. They, they have more than a skin cancer vaccine, though. But they have skin cancer vaccines that are not vaccines officially. And they have heart attack vaccines that will regrow parts of the heart that people already have damaged, but also parts of the heart that are damaged because of the first vaccine. And again, the virus isn't causing these problems. Those are symptom complexes that we associate with a particle that surely it does exist. There's something there, but it doesn't necessarily cause disease. And then we blame the vaccine just as easily as we blamed a virus when it's not always the vaccine, although vaccines can cause problems. And while we're all arguing about this, turns out they've been planning to release vaccines for the leading causes of death, like cancer, cancer treatment, stroke, heart attack, etc., Basically, all the things that are caused not only by the vaccine, but they are in general the leading causes of death, largely because we already take vaccines. We take a lot of drugs. We don't live within the confines of what would be considered a healthy lifestyle. We live way beyond that. So these pharmaceutical companies are responsible for problems that we then blame on viruses and on problems that, well, a lot of us are nervous and scared to blame them on a vaccine. So we just say, please inject us with it because we'd like to be healthy. I actually saw a commercial last night for the new, it's not really a vaccine, but the new weight loss injection. It's just that simple. You don't even have to eat weight loss meals anymore, which are just extreme calorie restriction and, and nutrient deficiency, most of them. Now you just inject yourself with this, looks like one of those um, diabetes uh, things that you use to you know, get some blood. You just puncture yourself with or like an EpiPen and the weight just falls off immediately. You lose 30 pounds in 30 seconds. just that quick. It is a scam from top to bottom and it's a complex scam. It's a scam that hasn't been worked out over the last couple of years. It's a scam that has been in the works for more than the last two to three years. They had agreements with the NIH. The vaccine manufacturers did for a coronavirus vaccine before you ever heard of coronavirus and they had agreements and they were already working on cancer and heart disease vaccines. And then suddenly here they are to fix the vaccine side effects, adverse events, which is also very misleading because those they say it's not about that. Obviously, some of it is about that. But what it's really about is the normal, traditional kind of ways that people have have died in the Western world, heart disease cancer, you name it. So it's a complex, multi-layered con. And just like that Johns Hopkins University statistical data integrity expert said, if you believe you have COVID, you have it. It's a big game, a game of malfunction. Tonight, we're going to look at the Jordan Tristan Walker story. Pfizer executive caught by Project Veritas lying to a date about the gain-of-function research, which he called directed evolution. And we're going to look at how the FDA and CDC are acknowledging that bivalent vaccines, which they now want to make the only vaccine, do cause stroke. 
but they say, full speed ahead, Captain. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. Companies like Moderna and Pfizer and many others as well are in the process of developing cancer and heart disease or heart attack or cardiovascular disease vaccines. I'm sure they'll have them for stroke and everything else. We've also got them for obesity. There are quote unquote vaccines slash injections now that you just pop it into your body and that simple you lose the weight or at least that's what they say it's supposed to do vaccines for heart problems cancer etc and particularly mrna vaccines which are more like gene therapy were not approved over years and years of testing and experimentation they would not approve those vaccines despite the fact that the fda and the cdc and the usda and all these other agencies that regulate not just pharmaceutical companies, biotechnology companies, but, you know, everything from food manufacturing to you name it. Uh, although they are famously corrupt, there are still certain powers that they maintain, and mRNA vaccines were not approved. So they needed a catalyst to approve those vaccines. And those vaccines also happen to be tailored not to the causes of heart disease and cancer, etc. They are tailored to the idea 
that these things are caused by what the catalyst was, and that was a virus that was invisible that justified emergency usage of these products so that they could eventually scrap them as being dangerous and then offer you the easy solutions to the heart problems that you have or the cancer or the lung problems or the, the neurological problems that you have. It's magical, really. Hey, we've got all these vaccines to fix the leading causes of death, like heart disease. But we can't get them approved, so we need a catalyst. Catalyst is the pandemic. Couldn't get vaccines approved before. The pandemic allowed for emergency use authorization. The vaccines caused worse heart, lung, and cancer and other types of problems. So the new vaccines are supposed to fix the old vaccines, but you're not supposed to know that while offering solutions to lifestyle problems. And it's really easy to get the public of all political, all religious, all philosophical, all psychological conditions and states of mind to believe that it's somebody else that got them sick. It's a virus that got them sick. And for some people, that it's a vaccine that got them sick, which although it can certainly cause problems, not all vaccines are going to make you as sick as some of the the worst adverse reactions. You might not have a heart attack or a stroke. You might have got injected with saline. You really don't know. But at the end of the day, those conditions that were there before COVID-19 are still here after COVID-19, and those are largely caused by lifestyle. So the circle completes itself. We come all the way back around, and suddenly here are emergency use authorized vaccines for the leading causes of death. Now, stroke is also a leading cause of death in the United States. According to MedPage today, about two weeks ago, an early signal of stroke risk was detected in older adults who received Pfizer-BioNTech's bivalent COVID-19 vaccine. That's according to the FDA and the CDC, who announced in a joint statement that although the agencies found stroke risk, Upon further analysis, they are not recommending changing the COVID-19 vaccine process. So, in other words, the COVID-19 vaccines can cause a stroke. They can also cause severe heart complications that lead to death, heart attack, etc. And they can cause blood clotting, which also can lead to sudden death. But that doesn't mean that everybody who dies from those kinds of conditions are dying from a vaccine. In fact, a very small number of people are. It's larger than it was before, but it's still a pretty small number of people. So they acknowledge that these vaccines can cause the blood clotting, the heart problems, and the stroke. But they say it's minimal. And they're actually right about that. It is minimal. It's not every person dying. So those documentaries like Died Suddenly and those... Stories that people tell about, oh, I knew someone that got the vaccine and, 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 and they died. Well, that's sort of like saying that I know someone who went to the store without a mask uh, or with a mask and they saw someone without a mask and they got sick later. Maybe it's because they were actually panicking about the other person not having a mask on. They believe they got sick and they actually got sick. You can't quantify. You, 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 can't, you can't factually state that that other person made you sick. That's preposterous. Likewise, you can't say that the vaccine caused all those problems. Does it cause some? Yes. Does it cause all? 
No. Is it minimal? Yes. So the FDA and the CDC are telling the truth. Stroke risk is probably pretty minimal, but they're acknowledging that it can occur. So it is an adverse event of, at least in this case, the Pfizer vaccine. You see how tricky this is? Stroke, heart problems, etc. are caused by vaccines. This is not this is not a debatable thing. But when they tell you it's minimal, they're doing that to cover themselves. But they're also telling the truth. It is minimal. It's very minimal. People are still having these problems even if they don't get a vaccine. It's because of lifestyle. People were having these problems long before the vaccines for COVID-19, long before the virus, long before you knew what a coronavirus was. Because now they're introducing as was justified by the EUA, the emergency use authorization, as was justified by the pandemic and the virus. Now they can authorize all their other vaccines to take care of those lifestyle problems that they've, one, helped to exaggerate and make worse, but also, two, that they were in part responsible for from the beginning because a lot of the drugs and the things that we take already from these same companies cause some of the problems that are the leading causes of death to begin with. So it's a vicious cycle. And it's not that they're profiting off of the damage they caused with the first vaccine. It's that they're profiting off the damage they've caused with all the other drugs, all the other vaccines, which just like iatrogenic disease is these are the leading causes of death. Doctors, pills, surgeries that are unnecessary, properly prescribed, properly taken pills, properly, quote unquote, poor lifestyle, poor diet, stress and anxiety, things that doctors don't help you with on average. It is a vicious cycle and a complex cycle. Now, according to the agencies, the FDA and the CDC, incidence of stroke, ischemic stroke, and CDC vaccine safety data link, VSD, among individuals 65 and up, in the 21 days following vaccine or vaccination with Pfizer bivalent booster, met the statistical criteria to prompt additional investigation when compared with the 22, 44 days after. Now, my question is, what is one of the leading causes of death for people over 65? Heart disease and stroke. Now, this is where... I just want to talk to you like you're sitting in the room with me, okay? I don't want to, I'm not trying to be articulate about this and, and sound smarter than I really am. I just want you to think about this. Leading causes of death for all people, but especially for older people, 65 and older, it's generally speaking, it's heart disease, uh, obesity, diabetes. These are all leading causes of death, but it's heart disease and, and stroke. Those are some of the leading causes of death. Top five leading causes of death alongside of iatrogenic for people 65 and older. The leading cause is actually doctor and medical related. It's iatrogenic. The second is heart disease. But if you get rid of the doctor st statistic, which of course they do, the CDC does, then heart disease is the first leading cause of death. So for 65 and older, it's not abnormal for them to have stroke. It's not abnormal for them to have heart attacks. So why would the CDC and the FDA and all these doctors and scientists seemingly acknowledge what conspiracy theorists have been saying for years now, that vaccines in general, 
particularly these COVID-19 vaccines, can cause things like stroke and things like heart attack. Is it because they're being honest? Is it because so many people are suffering from these vaccines that they just can't deny it anymore? Perhaps that's part of it, but I think it's more than that. I think 65-year-olds and those that are older than 65 years old, I think they always have heart problems. I think they always have strokes. And I think to suggest that the vaccine is causing all those problems is really, really, really dangerous. Not only is it dangerous, it's just reckless and irresponsible. So again, I'm not saying that the CDC and the FDA are telling the truth or not telling the truth. I think this works to the benefit of the vaccine manufacturers. And it works to the benefit of the average person who doesn't want to believe that their lifestyle could have contributed in any way to them having health problems. But again, the leading causes of death for 65 and older, heart attack and stroke. So if the leading cause of death for 65 and older is stroke normally, then you introduce the COVID-19 vaccine and you get a minor, tiny, itty-bitty, little statistical bump. Sure, it probably does cause stroke, but people are already having strokes. So how can you say it was the vaccine? Now, now, now if I'm listening to this show right now and I'm listening to myself speaking and I'm thinking to myself, well, this kind of sounds like I'm defending the vaccine manufacturers. And in a, in a sense, I suppose I am. In a sense, I suppose I am defending the, the CDC and the FDA, and I also am defending Pfizer and Moderna. I am defending them a little bit because their products are not exclusively responsible for causing stroke in people 65 and older. That's absolutely ridiculous, irresponsible, reckless, and it's, it's disingenuous. People that say that just, they want to sound smart and like they, they know what they're talking about. I don't know generally what I'm talking about, but I can recognize patterns. And I do know that one of the leading causes of death for 65 and older is stroke. So how can the FDA and the CDC honestly say suddenly, well, it could potentially be caused by the vaccine? That's a true statement. It could be caused by the vaccine, but that's not the reason people 65 and older are having strokes, period. That would be what you would call, in probably a majority of cases, an actual coincidence. Now, on the other side of the coin, stepping away from my defending of biotech and pharmaceutical companies and the FDA and the CDC, it is, however, not normal for teenagers and young people and professional athletes, soccer players, basketball players, football players, basketball referees, etc., to suffer from the same kinds of conditions. Although heart disease is one of the leading causes of death in the United States behind doctor-related death, it's not very common to see young people dropping dead or young people having myocarditis or pericarditis like right after they get a vaccine within days or weeks. That would be caused by the vaccine. It's not normal for eight-year-olds to have strokes. It's not normal for 15-year-olds to have heart attacks. It's not normal, no matter how bad their diet is. It's not normal for young, healthy athletes. Not every athlete is super healthy, but on average, and it's not, it's not normal for young, healthy athletes to just drop, uh, to die, or to have complications from some unrelated, random, magical event. That's not normal. 
what is normal is 65-year-olds plus dying from stroke. So you see the complexity here. It's all a big game. That, and I don't mean that symbolically. I mean, literally, they're just playing a game. This is like, this is like playing a game of Saul. You know, you, you have to inject yourself with this or inject yourself with that to get the key to move on to the next part of the, 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 the horror show, the next part of the, 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 um, the, the, whatever it is like the, what is it like a facility or, I mean, I've, I've only seen one Saul, but I know the idea, the concept of it to move on to the next part of the maze. 65 and older. You have a stroke, it's probably not the vaccine. Could it contribute to it? Sure, but it's probably not the vaccine. In the same way that if you have heart disease, maybe, I mean, maybe if I'm wrong about viruses, maybe a virus can cause the problem to be worse. But in, you know, for the most part, that is a problem that is caused because of lifestyle. And that's what the CDC has always said. The CDC has always said that heart disease, one of the leading causes of death, can be prevented with exercise diet changes, and they don't say de-stressing, but de-stressing is one of the ways to do that. And they suddenly just change their tune, and it's all caused by a virus, and they want you to think it's caused by a virus to justify the emergency use of the vaccines for COVID-19, which then make the problem worse and make other problems worse, like heart problems, so that they can offer the solutions that they've been working on forever and that is vaccines or mRNA technology for normal everyday conditions that otherwise were not approved. So we needed a catalyst, i.e. SARS-CoV-2 and a pandemic and terror and fear to justify approving those other vaccines, not just COVID-19. It's a big game. It's a game of malfunction. So the CDC that was on January 16th with the FDA flagging early signs of stroke risk with the bivalent vaccine. Then Reuters reported just a week ago that the U.S. CDC is still looking at potential stroke risk for Pfizer's bivalent shot, which is interesting because in the initial report from MedPage today on January 16th, they go on to say that Although they detected some potential stroke risk, uh, the stroke risk was very, very minimal. It's nothing to worry about. They're not recommending to change the policy or the practice. Yet the investigation continues and they're still looking into the stroke risk over a week later. And they discover, this is according to the uh, woman, uh, or I think, I think she's a woman, Nicola, I'd assume that's a woman's name, Dr. Nicola Klein, who maintains the VSD data for the CDC, she confirmed this, what a lot of us have already known as well, that most of the confirmed cases of stroke were from people that got the COVID-19 vaccine, which didn't cause the stroke unless it was paired with the flu vaccine at the same time. Dr. Nicola Klein said that most confirmed cases of the stroke had also received the people that got had had the stroke. They had also received the flu vaccine at the very same time. That's why God gave you two arms. Remember, one for the flu, one for COVID nineteen. FDA scientist Richard Forshe said the agency plans to study whether there's an increased risk of stroke from receiving the two shots 
at the same time. It's funny how that all works, isn't it? The FDA has also, despite all the stroke risks, despite the flu and the COVID-19 vaccines and pairing them together and making problems that already exist even worse, just a week ago, here's a Time Magazine report on this, FDA experts voted unanimously to make all COVID-19 vaccines and boosters bivalent. So let's rewind quickly and then fast forward back to that report. The CDC and FDA find stroke risk in individuals 65 or older. Most people 65 and older have strokes and that has nothing to do with the vaccines. That's the bivalent vaccine, though, in particular causing the strokes, reportedly. Most of those confirmed cases, however, were people that got, and largely older people, 65 and older, that got the flu vaccine while they got the bivalent. So they know that there's a problem receiving both at the same time. Now that 65 or older doesn't really matter. That might actually cause you to have very severe complications and drop dead, have a stroke, have a heart attack. And that might not have anything to do with your age per se. That might just have to do with you you were just literally poisoned and your organs shut down. But then the FDA says, despite the strokes, despite the dangers, not only are we not changing the vaccine recommendation, the vaccine practice, which includes all types of vaccines right now. They have several in the market. But the FDA voted unanimously 21 members of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration Vaccine Committee to recommend that the U.S. starts using the same COVID-19 strain in all of the COVID-19 vaccines. That means the bivalent booster So they just told you that 65 and older in particular, but anybody could really be subject to it, are having strokes, especially when they get the flu shot with the bivalent booster. But not only are we not recommending changing the schedule, we're actually going to recommend that we condense all the vaccines into the very vaccine bivalent, which is causing the strokes. I'm not in, I'm not I'm not implying it's not being implied I'm I'm not inferring that it that is literally what they're saying. The FDA and the CDC says yes, these vaccines could cause stroke, especially when you combine them with the flu vaccine, although these people are already elderly and prone to stroke anyway. So instead of maybe investigating a little bit more, they only investigated this for like 2 weeks. What they decided to do is just condense all the vaccines, even some that haven't been officially associated with stroke or uh, blood clotting or myocarditis, etc. Just condense them all into the bivalent, which is the vaccine that officially causes some cases of stroke. That doesn't make any sense, does it? The one vaccine that they have been investigating officially to cause stroke is the one that they want to now give to everybody as the official shot. Now, I thought this was really interesting. Before all of this was was announced in the last two weeks, I, I mean, after the initial open investigation of why are some people having strokes when they get these vaccines, my home state of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis announced a proposal to ban permanently COVID mandates in the state. It would make permanent COVID freedoms in Florida, This would mean no mandates, can't lose your job if you don't take a vaccine. None of this could be implemented in the future. 
Now, when the media, mainstream media, and even alternative media, and even conservative media, conservatives don't like Ron DeSantis apparently either because they're still, uh, they're still all about the orange man. So what happened is DeSantis moves to basically permanently ban these things in Florida, and this comes on the heels of DeSantis in December of last year petitioning the Florida Supreme Court to have a grand jury investigate whether Floridians were misled by COVID vaccine manufacturers over the shot's potential side effects. And the media called Ron DeSantis all kinds of names. He's a racist. He's a bigot. He's a Nazi. They've even called him a communist, which means they're really, really stretching. They've called him all these terrible names and said he doesn't know what he's talking about, that that his um, Surgeon General Joseph Ladapo doesn't know what he's talking about, even though he's a he, I guess he's black, so the liberals don't like him. Uh, he's he's a, he's a doctor. He knows he doesn't know what he's talking about, though. Even though doctors always know what they're talking about, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Neither one of them know what they're talking about. They're both crazy. But he's 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 doing this even before the FDA and the CDC announced that they're going to investigate for the stroke risk, just for the bivalent. They already were investigating, and they already were looking at the data and acknowledging the blood clots myocarditis, pericarditis. So when Ron DeSantis said, hey, we need a grand jury to look into whether vaccine manufacturers deceived Floridians just in the state of Florida, they call him crazy while the companies are openly admitting, we lied to you. These don't protect you. They actually lead to these adverse events as soon as you take them. Some might take a little bit longer Some people might be able to withstand the barrage. Some people, and in fact, most people probably aren't having complications of the vaccines unless they're very young. Because when you're 65 years and older, a stroke is very commonplace. It's probably not because of the vaccine. But so they they can admit that the vaccines cause some harm, but it doesn't cause a lot of harm, which is certainly true. The CDC and the FDA and Pfizer and Moderna are telling you the truth, but they want you to think, that those mRNA vaccines are safe, even if they cause a little bit of problems, the ends justify the means because the ends have nothing to do with COVID-19, nothing to do with COVID-19 vaccines. The ends have to do with having triggered a response from the pandemic that we need these new vaccines that were not approved before, and then they justify the production of new vaccines like heart and cancer vaccines which just so happened to be the leading causes of death. And they pioneer those vaccines for those leading causes of death, blaming everything on the virus, because most people will believe, well, the virus did it. I didn't do it. I can blame somebody else for it. And the vaccine manufacturers don't care. You can blame them all you want. Blame them. They don't care. They're immune. They're immune. They've had a legal vaccine. They've been legally made immune. You can't sue them. So blame them all you want. Blame your neighbor, blame your friends, blame your wife, blame your husband. Tear your family apart. They don't care. What they care about is you buying their product. You being forced to take their product. And although they'll admit a little bit, yeah, some blood clots, yeah, some heart problems, yeah, some strokes. It's not all our fault. And they're right. It's not all their fault. These are things that already happen And they've been happening for decades and decades and decades. They were happening long before COVID-19 vaccines became a thing. But now it's just easier for most people to blame everything on a virus or on a vaccine. And that's the point. 
We don't take personal responsibility. We end up perpetually in the hands of big biotech and big pharma. Now, that is my analysis, something I guarantee you, you will not find on any other radio show. I've never heard anybody on radio ever talk about that. That's not an ego thing. I'm just saying that I, I hope that you come and listen to the secret teachings because we can we can do things that other radio shows typically don't do, and that is acknowledge the fact that not everybody who's dying, generally speaking, is dying from a vaccine, and that Pfizer, Moderna, uh, the FDA, and the CDC are actually telling you the truth. Their vaccines are not fully responsible for people that have heart attacks and strokes. That just happens sometimes. It doesn't normally happen to eight-year-olds or professional athletes, so that's something to consider. But for 65 years and older, this is the same group that was supposedly affected by the, by the virus, right? And now it's the group affected by the vaccine. They're not affected by the virus. Maybe affected a little bit by the vaccine, but they're affected from old age is what they're affected from. This is a game of malfunction. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. The Jordan Tristan Walker clips coming up after this right here. Five nights a week on The Secret Teachings, Ground Zero Radio, rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. There's more after this. Stay with us. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to the secret teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm the last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's the secret teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. 
If you enjoy the secret teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is David John Oates from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable thank you so much for joining us hour number two if you'd like to contact the show rdgable at yahoo.com tst radio at protonmail.com one thing that i think is neglected or ignored perhaps intentionally is the very simple fact that long before you ever heard of COVID-19 and long before you ever heard of a virus causing a very vague set of symptoms that could be everything from a sore throat to coughing and burping. And as Johns Hopkins said, if you believe you have it, you have it, even if you test negative. Long before you heard of anything like that, people were dying of strokes. People were dying of heart attacks. People were dying from complications of obesity. People were dying from iatrogenic disease, which is disease or illness or death caused by doctors, from surgeries, from drugs, probably from vaccines as well. In fact, the leading causes of death in the United States have been respiratory, cardiovascular, neurological, so stroke, you know, basically the things that now we blame on a virus. And it's easy to do that because the virus caused those things. I didn't do those things to myself. Everybody believes that. Everybody believes the virus did it. And then here comes a vaccine for the virus. But the virus didn't cause those problems. So the vaccine isn't fighting something that's causing those problems. The vaccine is useless and worthless unless you want to exacerbate those problems, which are caused not exclusively by vaccines, but by our pharmaceutical, biotechnology, chemical, drug, hospital, obsessed society. So then we take more vaccines. They make us sicker, no doubt, but they're not solely responsible for those problems. So all the stroke, all the heart attack, all the neurological problems, all the respiratory problems, they get blamed on a virus. And then some people choose to blame them on a vaccine. And you can choose which do you want to blame your problems on, the virus or the vaccine. And even if you don't get a vaccine, someone could be shedding it on me. That's why you're sick. It's an easy thing to blame other people. It's an easy thing to blame vaccine manufacturers. They don't give a damn. They're immune. You can't prosecute them. They have immunity from it. So blame them all you want. It just convinces people that apparently are in a cult who, just like you saw back in, what was it, 
early 2021, early to mid 2021, people were posting on social media that they were with Team Pfizer or Team Moderna. It's just a big game. It's a cult, right? That's what it seems like to me. So it convinces those people to get another vaccine. I mean, some people have dressed up in costumes and faked their identity to get extra vaccines. That's how mentally ill some people are. Some people still wear, I've seen people in town here in Tucson still wearing two or three masks and wearing them last summer when it was 100 plus degrees. I don't know how you wear one, let alone three, when the temperature is 110. Which, by the way, isn't caused by climate change. It's actually been a lot colder here in Tucson than it has in previous years. But more to the point. These companies were manufacturing these mRNA vaccines long before the pandemic. And not just for COVID-19. They were manufacturing them for the leading causes of death like heart disease, like cancer, etc. And they could not get them officially approved. So they needed a catalyst. That was COVID-19. Something invisible. That everybody could agree that's causing my health problems. That invisible thing. That person over there not wearing a mask. And while you're arguing and bickering, they're giving you the first dosage of the shot. And that first dosage, because it's that kind of thinking that causes a lot of our leading causes of death to begin with, that first dosage exacerbates those problems. But it's not solely responsible. Nevertheless, people will still blame it because it's something just like a virus to offset your responsibility onto, like putting demons into a pig and forcing the pig over the edge of a cliff into the water, or the scapegoat, putting the sins of a town on a goat and driving it from the town and slaughtering it. It's a ritual. It's a game. It's a game of malfunction as I call it. Not a gain of malfunction, a game of malfunction. I'm with Team Pfizer. I'm with Team Moderna. Let's play Pandemic. And while you're playing Pandemic and you get the first dose and the second dose and the booster, and certainly those things cause problems, they are not the sole cause of your problems. They're not even the majority of the reason for your problems. But it's easier especially for alternative media, to blame the vaccines for these problems. Now, granted, when an 8-year-old has myocarditis, when several 8-, 10-year-olds have myocarditis, when professional athletes that are generally speaking healthy have these problems, when producers and actors and actresses and people like this, celebrities in general, people that are household names, either get very sick people that die or people that develop certain conditions as a result of vaccines like Guillain-Barre syndrome or uh, uh, there was an actress up in um, Canada. She got the vaccine and her doctor even told her, yeah, your face is half paralyzed because of the vaccine. So when this starts to happen, that's abnormal. But people are also dying because of heart problems and stroke, and that has nothing to do with the virus. Nothing to do with the vaccine. They want you to think it has to do with the virus. That makes it easy. But they also want you to think in some capacity that it has to do with the vaccine. That's why the CDC and the FDA have recently announced that stroke can be caused by the bivalent vaccine. But 
don't worry, we don't want to change the vaccine practice. It's nothing to be stressed out or worried about. It's not really that big of a threat because it's only happening in 65 years and older people. People that are 65 or older, people that are elderly, that's who's having the stroke. But aren't those the people that normally have the stroke? So why are they sort of admitting that their vaccines might cause something that already is caused by normal conditions? If Unfortunately, normal conditions. Why are they finally admitting that or acknowledging that for something like a stroke, let alone heart problems or cancer? Because there's another layer to this. They're convincing you that all these problems can be solved with more mRNA technology, such as Moderna's Stefan Bonsall recently saying in an interview that they have a heart attack vaccine or mRNA technology to regrow the heart after a heart attack. They also have a cancer vaccine or what they call cancer immunotherapy. But it's in the forum of an RNA nano vaccine using graphene oxide hydrogel. That's not my opinion. That is the headline of the journal Nano Letters from February of two years ago. Couldn't get it approved, so they needed the catalyst, and that was the COVID-19. Everybody blames the virus, then they get the vaccine. Other people start to blame the vaccine. It creates these two cults. You're either vaccine or no vaccine. You're Team Pfizer, Team Moderna, Team Johnson & Johnson, Team Fauci. And then once their vaccines are officially causing some of the same problems as they always have, as their medications, their drugs always have, suddenly we have new solutions to those problems. Those are the new mRNA technologies. New vaccines to fix the old vaccines and offer solutions to lifestyle problems so you'll get them perpetually forever because ultimately those lifestyle problems are not your fault. It's just a natural part of life to convince you that eight-year-olds have strokes and that's totally normal. Totally normal. Sounds very organized and directed, doesn't it? And the more mRNA you get, the more gene therapy you get, well, the less human you actually become. And that kind of sounds like to me that there is a attempt to direct the evolutionary process. Call it transhumanism, call it whatever you want. But when you have the gene therapy and the mRNA technology directing your biological, physiological evolution as it relates to viruses and bacteria, then you are playing a game, a very dangerous game, with nature. You're playing a game that cannot be won with nature, but they will try. In other words, what Pfizer and Moderna are doing, and I've said this long before Jordan Tristan Walker was on the Project Veritas video, they're attempting to rewrite the codes of life. They're attempting to, like with plants, to some extent, genetically alter and patent those things to own those things so nobody else can use them. You won't even have the rights to your own body because it'll have a little tiny barcode stamp in it, just like you saw in the X-Files. Branch DNA and a little tiny barcode inside of you that tells you where it was manufactured and who owns it. It's not uh, speculation. That's what they're doing. That's why the Moderna 
CEO, Stefan Bonsel, said that they're going to have vaccines for uh, annual updates for COVID-19 forever. You're just always going to get it. And you'll get it alongside of your flu vaccine, despite the fact that the CDC has acknowledged that if you get a flu vaccine at the same time you get the bivalent shot, you're more likely to have a stroke. And it's the bivalent shot by itself that might also be making people succumb to a stroke. But yet, the FDA announced a week ago that they want to make all shots bivalent. Why do you think that is? New mRNA technology, heart, cancer, COVID-19, annual updates, just like you update a computer. mRNA tech, gene therapy, they're directing the evolution of man. You've seen this on covers of magazines like National Geographic, where you see the, the ape evolve, and then at the end of the, the line, in front and center in the article, you or the front page of the article, you have a human with cyborg-like qualities. That's what this is all about. Now, the story of Jordan Tristan Walker, the Pfizer Director of Research and Development, Strategic Operations, wasn't very strategic when he was trying to was trying to get some get some uh, some booty. Pfizer executive Jordan Tristan Walker, we've got the clips here, was filmed and recorded talking about what he described as directed evolution. What he described, and I'm going to play this for you as directed evolution, was Pfizer discussing and debating and engaging in what is very likely highly illegal and unethical behavior, which includes and involves force-mutating viruses like COVID-19 so that they can offer vaccines to those force-mutated viruses. Now, this is not my opinion. If you have not heard this video, this audio, you have not watched the video, this is something that you probably need to go find. And I've got links to it. I've posted them under the show promo at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings and also under our Twitter promo as well. Links to Project Veritas and links to another source of information that has a really good write-up on the, uh, the interaction as well as a video link to the reaction of Jordan Tristan Walker when confronted by James O'Keefe of Project Veritas. So, for those of you who already know this, this will not be new. For those of you who don't know this, not only will this be new, but this might be quite disturbing. I guess even if you do know it, it's still quite disturbing. So, this is Jordan Tristan Walker, Pfizer Director of Research and Development Strategic Operations. He's an mRNA scientific planner. Here are three clips pulled from the what amounted to a um, kind of like it was almost sounded like an interview, but it's actually a date. He was on a date, and one of Project Veritas's reporters, someone who was working with them to get this information, was pretending to be gay 
so that he could interact with Jordan and acquire this very secret information. So a lot of questions about this, but let's play some of these clips first and then we will comment on them. Take a listen. Oh, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can unbelievably develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. Yeah. So okay. we're like, do we want to do this? So that's like one of the things we're considering. Okay. Like the future, like maybe we can like create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay. So Pfizer ultimately is thinking about. Mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. When is Pfizer going to implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know. It depends on how the experiments work out. Because this is just like something we're dying, right? It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like this. It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution. Directed evolution. Directed evolution. Okay. <laughs> well, so I mean, is that what it is? Maybe I. I don't know. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to do gain function research with the viruses, like yeah. they recommend not. But you do like these like selected directional mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm going about that. I don't know how that's gonna work. There not be any more outbreaks. Just like Jesus Christ. Um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but uh, it seems like from what I've heard they're kind of optimizing it, but they're going slow because everyone's very cautious, like, you know, right. that was they don't want to accelerate too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise it. All right. That was Jordan Tristan Walker, the Pfizer Director of Research and Development. Strategic Operations, mRNA, Scientific Planner. This is one of the top officials at Pfizer, reportedly. And because he's trying to, I can only guess, have anal sex with this other guy to reduce it to um, obscenity, I guess on the surface, maybe he's looking for love. He decides to spill the proverbial beans about an actual corporate conspiracy to mutate viruses so that they can offer vaccines for those viruses. But it's not gain of function, it's directed evolution. And they're looking into authorizing and doing this officially, but that's not what they're telling the public. At this point, I could just turn the show off and walk away and my work's done because we've told you that here on The Secret Teachings for years and years and years and years and years. My book, The Technological Elixir, which has a whole COVID chapter, is all about directed evolution. Directed evolution is on the front cover of National Geographic five, six years ago where they've got apes turning into humans, turning into cyborgs. What do you think mRNA technology and gene therapy is all about? Directed evolution. They couldn't get this technology approved, so they had to change the definition of a vaccine, change the definition of a virus, change the definition of a pandemic, 
have a pandemic as a catalyst to justify the emergency use authorization of a vaccine, which isn't a vaccine, which contributes to problems that are natural anyway, like heart problems, lung problems, neurological problems, and cancer, which are largely caused by doctors, modern medicine, surgery, drugs, and vaccines to begin with. And then they can offer the secondary solution to problems that they've always been responsible for partly responsible for always creating, partly responsible for creating. And then that solution is mRNA tech for heart and lung and cancer and stroke and you name it. So they can get that mRNA tech into your body, which is, you know, who, who understands mRNA technology? Not very many people. Dr. Robert Malone, but they call him a quack, even though he's one of the people that helped to invent it. I don't know, like Dr. Michael Yeadon, who was one of the executives at Pfizer, and he said this is about eugenics, calling the population. Well, that's certainly part of directed evolution as well. Some people get left behind. Evolution is the strongest survive, right? Well, if it's directed, only a selected group of people survive. It's not natural. It's unnatural selection. Powerful people get to decide who live and who die. And you can blame everything on a virus. And they're quite fine with you blaming it on a vaccine. Because you can't sue them or do anything to them anyway. You can't sue them because they're protected and you can't attack them physically because that's violence. Even if they're engaged in a conspiracy to sterilize you, exterminate you, and direct the evolution of the remaining people who survive on planet Earth. Sounds like a sci-fi thriller. Sounds like a conspiracy. Well, Jordan Tristan Walker just spilled the proverbial beans. He spilled the pills to a date of his. Now, my question is, and some of you might have already thought this, and we'll play that clip again and his response coming up here in the second uh segment of this hour, the final segment of the show, where he freaks out on Project Veritas and he starts claiming that he's being harassed <laughs> because of the color of his skin. Yeah, that has that's that's the only reason they've as a black executive at Pfizer. So my first question is this, and I've thought a lot about it, but my first question is this. When he's confronted, and you'll hear this in the second uh the second segment of of this hour, he says that he was lying. He didn't actually mean it. He was just trying to impress a date. Doesn't that seem kind of strange? If you're trying to impress a date, maybe you would talk about how, you know, maybe you're successful at your job. If you want to talk about your job, talk about nice car you have or maybe some famous people you know or talk about, I mean, because this guy's a Pfizer director of research and development. I mean, he's got to know some powerful people, got to have a lot of money. You know, brag about how much money you have. Brag about something else and impress your date. I don't know. Tell him how big your penis is. I, I don't know. Try to impress your date, right? You do something that you would think is date-related, sexual or loving, compassionate, trying to get to know somebody, little arrogant, trying to impress somebody. Like, you would think that's what you would do. You know, I've never personally, I've not been on a, a, a ton of dates in my life, but I've never gone on a date with a girl and 
told an outrageous lie like, yeah, um, even though he does work for the company, like, yeah, I work for a company and uh, we're involved in a malicious conspiracy to mutate viruses to offer vaccines in a process of directed evolution by which we replace the organic world with the synthetic. How about you? What do you do for work? Does that impress people? I mean, the thing is, and the irony is, maybe it does impress people because in the circles for which we can assume Jordan, Tristan, Walker hang out in, that kind of talk does impress people. That's like the syndicate from the X-Files. When all those guys are talking in a room, that talk is impressive because it's all part of the agenda and plan. Jordan Walker just didn't get the memo. You don't tell that to people from Grinder. It's an arrogant, arrogant, probably psychopath. By his behavior, he's probably very unstable. He's probably popping a lot of Pfizer pills. He might even get paid in pills. Who knows? That's the first big thing that stands out to me. Why would you brag about that? Why would you brag about that? Unless you're used to bragging about it because that's what you do when you work at companies like Pfizer. Then it would make sense that you're bragging about it. Why would you lie like that? Unless that's, that's the reason. The other thing is his reaction, which I'm going to play for you here after break. His reaction, I'm going to describe it for you. He throws himself on the floor. He destroys uh, an iPad, James O'Keefe's iPad. He calls the police and says, I'm surrounded by white people. So he makes it about race. And then he gets really violent and he physically assaults James O'Keefe. It's, it's very weird behavior for someone who's a <laughs> who's a freaking director of research and development strategic operations for mRNA scientific planning. People that are successful like that, like nerds, like you don't you don't expect people like that to act this way. I'm not saying powerful people don't act ridiculous. They do. They're the ones that do really terrible stuff. Usually when they're psychotic, you get to those levels of power because you're psychotic and have no have no conscience. But like it's an immediate reaction of it's because of racism. It's because I'm gay. And then he physically assaults somebody. That's the kind of behavior you see at like a BLM rally or an Antifa rally. Immediate racial, sexual and genderizing of the situation. Immediate ad hominem. Immediate false dilemma, fallacies, that is, immediate violence. Maybe Jordan Tristan Walker was a diversity hire and a bad diversity hire because he's sounds like on Grinder looking for some guys to grind on and trying to get in their pants by telling them, I work at Pfizer and we're directing human evolution. And it's like, it's so funny. And he starts laughing. These people are super villains from the most ridiculous comic book turned movie you can imagine. I mean, it's like they're some supervillains are actually scary and some comic book movies are scary. These are like cartoon supervillains from a really bad comic book where you're like, this is so bad. This, this isn't even kind of drawing me and this is terrible. That's what you have with Jordan Tristan Walker. He's like a cartoon character. We're going to play more of that when we come back from break and his reaction, because his reaction, as I just described, is as telling as 
him admitting to lying about a conspiracy to engage in criminal, illegal, unethical, and quite frankly, anti-human, transhumanist, eugenics-like directed evolution. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. Well, this is David Parker, one of the authors of What Really Makes You Ill, Why Everything You Think You Knew About Disease Is Wrong. I'm Dawn Lester, co-author of What Really Makes You Ill, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. And uh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Ryan. This is David Knight with thedavidknightshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need it support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Jordan Tristan Walker, Pfizer Director of Research and Development Strategic Operations, MRNA Scientific Planner Division, was caught on video trying to impress a date by unveiling what sounds like some kind of internet conspiracy or some kind of science fiction story. He openly admits to, although he claims he was lying, that Pfizer is thinking about or potentially authorizing and engaged in mutating viruses to offer vaccines for those viruses. And he calls this directed evolution. 
Now, so far tonight, I've told you that the leading causes of death are heart disease, cardiovascular disease, respiratory disease, stroke, and the number one leading cause of death, unofficially, but statistically it is, iatrogenic illness or death, which is caused by doctors. And we've examined how companies like Pfizer and Moderna have wanted to offer mRNA vaccines for those conditions, which might be caused by other vaccines, but that's really one of the last things it's caused by. Certainly could be caused and exacerbated by pills and drugs, also surgeries, but it's largely a lifestyle thing. So they want to provide a solution to those problems by introducing mRNA into our body to change our body so we don't have heart attacks, don't have strokes, etc. Don't get cancer, etc. And they've been working on these vaccines for a long time. Couldn't get approval for them until the pandemic for COVID-19. Then suddenly they've got a vaccine for COVID-19, and then suddenly they've got vaccines for all the problems that the COVID-19 vaccine causes, which certainly are problems that are verifiable, but those vaccines don't cause most of the problems. So the FDA and the CDC and Pfizer and Moderna and all the others are right. Their vaccines don't cause all these problems. They just exacerbate existing problems, but they blame the virus for that because it's easy for everybody to believe that it's somebody else's fault. It's an invisible particle's fault. Or in other cases, the next layer is it's a vaccine's fault. And now that they've positioned us to accept the new cancer, the new heart attack vaccines, and all of these other similar vaccines to fix problems they've created and to fix problems that have always existed, we find out from Jordan Tristan Walker from Pfizer that Pfizer is thinking about or engaged in, perhaps, mutating viruses so they have a specific strain so they can offer a vaccine for that strain. And they call this, at Pfizer, because they don't want to tell the public what it really is, directed evolution. But what really is it? Well, Jordan Walker's date in the video sounds like an interview, and it is kind of, but it's he's supposedly on a date. He's trying to impress his date. So his date asks him and suggests that this sounds like gain of function. He says, no, it's directed evolution. Now, obviously, your alternative media runs with the story. Gain of function, gain of function, gain of function, gain of function. But see, here on The Secret Teachings, we don't necessarily believe that viruses cause a specific set of symptoms that can be quantified or can qualify to be called a disease. Particles exist. Things exist, whether they're exosomes or they're artifacts under a microscope. Things exist. Okay? It's just a matter of whether they cause disease or not. Specific diseases. Can something be purified? Can it be introduced? Can it be extracted after those symptoms appear, et cetera, et cetera? That's not done with COVID-19. So my question then is, what exactly are they performing gain-of-function research on? Is it a virus? I mean, this on the surface might sound like, well, the virus has to cause a disease. They're performing gain-of-function research on it. Well, not so fast. That video with Jordan Tristan Walker and his response video when he was confronted by Project Veritas at the restaurant, I'll play that for you in a second, after I play the original clips again, Pfizer responded to the video. On January 27th, 
this year, 2023. Here's what Pfizer said. Allegations have recently been made related to gain of function. I call it game of function and directed evolution research at Pfizer and the company would like to set the record straight. So they want you to know they're not performing gain of function. They're not performing acts of God directed evolution. Pfizer has not conducted gain of function or directed evolution research, they say, in relation to and in the development of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Now, that alone is kind of misleading because they say the vaccine, but there's actually multiple vaccines, and now they're looking to replace all of those with the bivalent vaccine. So they should have said vaccines if they meant plural. Maybe they are conducting that research with other vaccines, but that's not really the point. The point is this. Pay very close attention to what I'm about to read you because it comes directly from Pfizer's website. This is the Pfizer press release after the Jordan Walker video went viral. Listen to this. The reason that they're not conducting gain-of-function research like you think they are, and Pfizer is telling you the truth, this is something that I think almost every news outlet and alternative media overlooked. Pfizer says this, most of this work when we're evolving a virus, etc., which they say is routine in assessing the activity of an antiviral, most of this work is conducted using computer simulations. Computer simulations. Computer simulations. In a limited number of cases, when a full virus does not contain any known, quote, gain-of-function mutations, such virus may be engineered to enable the assessment of antiviral activity in cells. Doesn't mean the virus causes a disease. Doesn't mean what you're looking at is even 100% natural. It certainly is it if they're engineering it. So it could be a strange combination of many different things. But those two words, computer simulations, that's how they perform their, quote, gain-of-function research. Now, you think they're doing it with test tubes and Petri dishes in biosafety laboratories. And they're certainly doing something inside those facilities. I don't think they're working with natural things. I think they're working with unnatural things and they're creating new things, genetically engineering things and doing things that probably could be potentially harmful. But when you're talking about Pfizer and directed evolution and gain-of-function research, when Pfizer says we're not carrying out gain-of-function because gain-of-function is described and defined as taking something natural, engineering it, and making it more deadly more potent, Pfizer's technically not doing that. So Dr. Fauci, I guess, didn't really perjure himself in front of Congress, at least on that one occasion where he said that he didn't fund gain-of-function research because it's not gain-of-function if it's done on a computer. You know, like, I think it was Ashcroft versus the Free Speech Coalition, the Supreme Court case, which they allowed for in the conclusion, the simulation of child sex. Simulation of child sex is legal. Actual child sex is illegal. But simulation is, is legal. So they're not actually mutating viruses like you think because you heard it on InfoWars or because you heard it on 
I don't, I, I don't know. You heard it on another radio show. I'm not saying that, what, again, depending on what you call a virus, that things can't be mutated and manipulated and genetically engineered to cause you to get sick, certainly. It's like I Am Legend. They take something good, or rather they take, in, the, in, the, in the movie, they took something bad and made it good. I mean, you could take something good in nature and make it bad and, and make it harmful. But Pfizer says most of our gain-of-function work, which isn't gain-of-function work, most of our work is conducted using computer simulations. So directed evolution of a virus is done on a computer, and then they offer you the true genetic alterations in a vaccine. They want to alter your genes and direct evolution. They're not going to do it through mutated viruses. They're going to do it through vaccines. Because the virus doesn't cause you to get sick. It's all a computer model. Directed evolution by a virus. Done through computer modeling to justify actual, real-world, physical substances injected into your body. Here is the Jordan Tristan Walker clip one more time. And then we'll play the response. You know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can create undefined developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. we're like, do we want to do this? It's really funny. Do we want to mutate viruses or release them and then sell vaccines? It's really funny. It's just what every conspiracy theorist has been saying for the last three years, but it's okay if you tell it to your grinder date at a restaurant on video, that's okay. Because they're used to bragging in the elite circles. That's probably why this guy has no issue telling his date this. Because they brag about this at Pfizer. So that's like one of the things they're considering. Okay. Like the future, like maybe we can like create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay, so Pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. It's not what we say to the public. We're not thinking about mutating COVID-19 because that's, we wouldn't call it that. We call it directed evolution, though. You know, again, it's just like, let me give you an example. I called Best Buy the other day. I've been at Best Buy forever. I called a Best Buy and I was asking them if I needed to get XLR cables because I needed to hook up my extra microphone when we had um, uh, my friend Joe and my fiance Hope. We, were, we did that Florida Man show last week. I needed some extra XLRs, so I call Best Buy. And you can't talk to a Best Buy store anymore, apparently. So I get the, the main office. Even though I called the local store, I get their main answering service. So they, the lady picks up, and she's like, yeah, this is a Best Buy so-and-so. What's your name? And I said, my name's Ryan. And she said, okay, what's your phone number and address? And I said, well, I'm not giving you my phone number and address. I'm, I'm just calling to ask if you have XLR cables in one of the stores in Tucson. She says, well, I need that information in case we get disconnected. I said, you, 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 need, you need my address, my phone number. You need, in case we get disconnected, I'll just call you back if we get disconnected. And then it devolves quickly into me having to argue with her about why I don't want to give my personal information when I simply called to see what the stock of a very simple and cheap item was. And she says to me, basically, why? Why? It's just, you can just give it to us, basically. People do that now, I guess, customer service. They like fight with you to get your information. I had a guy at a hair salon do that one time. He's arguing with me the whole time. Why don't you want to give us your phone number? So I said, well, I'm not going to give it to you because you're going to sell it, trade it, or leak it. Or you're just going to give it away. She hangs up the phone on me. 
That's what I used to tell people when I worked at Office Depot. Do you sell our information? Tell them one in, once in a while someone would ask. I'd say, well, I don't sell it, but Office Depot probably sells it. But I said, if you're concerned about that, don't just ask, do you sell it? Ask, do you sell it? Do you trade it? Do you give it away? Do you leak it? Because there's a lot of different ways to do that. A company can trade your phone number to another company that has your address. They can exchange the information. Nobody's selling anything. So it's very misleading. Very, very misleading. And we can apply that logic to this conversation. How do you define, let's say, gain-of-function research? How do you define a virus? How do you define a pandemic? How do you define mutating a virus? Pfizer actually told you the truth about this video. They said, our gain-of-function research largely is done on computers. You can't see me right now, but I have a little smirk on my face. I have a justifiable smirk on my face because that's what I've been telling you. It's all done on the computer. It's all computer models. Climate change is a computer model. COVID-19 is a computer model. That's what they do. And then they can justify based on computer models giving you the mRNA technology and putting that stuff in your body under emergency use authorization. So let's go back and listen to that whole thing again. I won't talk. Here is Jordan Tristan Walker. Oh, you know how the virus keeps mutating? Yeah. Well, one of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can focus on, we can create undefined developed new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating fucking viruses. Yeah. So okay. we're like, do we want to do this? So that's like one of the things we're considering. Okay. Like the future, like maybe we can like create new versions of the vaccines and things like that. Okay. So Pfizer ultimately is thinking about. Mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. When is Pfizer going to implement the mutation of all these viruses? I don't know. It depends on how the experiments work out. Because this is just like something dying, right? It sounds like gain of function to me. I don't know. It's a little bit different. I think it's different. It's like there's. It's definitely not gain of function. It sounds like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. The directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution. Directed evolution. Directed evolution. Okay. <laughs> well, so I mean, is that what it is? Maybe I. I don't know. Well, you're not supposed to do gain function research with the viruses, like yeah. they recommend not. But you do like these like selected structural mutations to try to see if you can make more potent. Yeah. So there, there is research I'm going about that. I don't know how that's gonna work. There not be any more outbreaks. Just like Jesus Christ. Um, tell me more, like, what's developing with the whole, you know, virus mutation process? Mm-hmm. Well, they're still kind of conducting the experiments on it, but uh, it seems like from what I've heard, they're kind of optimizing it, but they're going slow because everyone's very cautious, like, you know. Right. That was the one that kind of accelerated too much. Yeah. Um, but I think they're also just trying to do it as an exploratory thing because you obviously don't want to advertise that you're trying to figure out future mutations. It's just an exploratory thing. You don't want to advertise that you're mutating the virus, etc. I don't know if you caught this at about a minute in that clip I just played for you. Take a listen to that again. Just it's about about 54, 55 seconds through a minute and change. Like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. The directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct. Did you hear that? Listen to that again. Listen to the what he says. Is very different. <laughs> directed evolution. <laughs> like totally psychotic like a clown or like a cartoon supervillain listen i'm gonna play that again for you listen to that again directed evolution 
Ah, Dana Punchy, what's up? Looks like it is. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Directed evolution is very different. <laughs> Direct evolution. That is something that you would imagine, once again, like a cartoon character. Like a like a supervillain, silly cartoon. Maybe even on, like, I don't know, the Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. That's how the, the supervillains are evil, but they're not too evil. They don't necessarily scare kids. They They, they act like that. <laughs> you know, soon the world would be mine. You know, like Pinky in the Brain or something. Take over the world. Same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. <laughs> Literally like a f- an effing hyena. I almost said it. Like he's gonna like a hyena, like a just total psychotic freak. Now the reason that he says that he made these statements was because he was lying trying to impress a date. It's probably true that he was trying to impress his date. It's probably not true that he was lying because of the way that he reacted. The body language and the reaction would say otherwise. I'm going to play that for you right now. But the thing I want you to think about is this is probably how they talk at Pfizer anyway. You know, we, we, we've joked about that, right? The men in dark suits sitting in a room, smoking cigars, having conversations, or like the Bill Gate types where he's sitting there pretending like he has muscular dystrophy, moving around all weird and stuff with his kind of pretending like he's non-threatening, but he's like an insect that's just ready to like suck the blood out of you or something. And, you know, he acts like he's all weak and pathetic, but he's really a monster. That apparently is how they actually act at Pfizer. We, we we don't tell the public that it's just we're going to take over the world. It's not it's not gain of function. It's directed evolution. <laughs> it's like the Joker or something. These people are totally psychotic. Did you catch that? Should I play the crazy Joker laugh again? Totally. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So disconnected from reality that they will brag about a conspiracy within a major corporation in public to somebody that apparently they just met for a date, probably from Grinder, because they're used to it. They're used to bragging like that. So once he's confronted by James O'Keefe, and I don't know how you feel about James O'Keefe, but I think he does some really great work. The reaction is, well, what you would expect from somebody who is telling the truth and just got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. Take a listen to this. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is, why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses? Is this real life? I'm literally a liar. I was trying to impress a person on a date by lying. Please, this is please, absurd. Please, please don't touch me. Well, this is not why the way. Why don't, are you doing don't this? tell anybody. Someone who's just working at a company to literally help the public. You f- up. I'm working with the company. Listen to that again. <laughs> please, please don't touch me. Well, this is not why the way. Why don't, are you doing don't this? tell anybody. Why are you doing this to someone who's just working at a company to literally help the public? This is the same kind of attitude that you find from the crazy mask people, the crazy vaccine people. We're just trying to help. We need mandates. We need people to lose their jobs if they don't adhere to the guidelines and the policies and the restrictions that aren't laws, but we tell you they're laws and they're more like recommendations. 
I was trying to impress a person on a date. Why are you doing this to somebody working at a company who's trying to help people? Why? Uh, this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. Well, this is not. Why the way? Why don't, are you doing don't this? tell anybody. Someone who's just working at a company to literally yeah. help the public. You up. You really did. Please bring the cops. That's called mirroring or projectionism. It's your fault. You messed up. You effed up. And he says he's 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 feeling unsafe as. James O'Keefe is just standing there peacefully. Jordan is getting really upset, flailing around. He grabs James. Please don't touch me. Why are you doing this to me? I'm literally trying to save the world. Can you please unlock your door? I'm feeling very unsafe. Please unlock the door. So he he assaults James O'Keefe, grabs his iPad. Then he goes to the ground with it. Please unlock the door. Like a body slam. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. Unlock the door. You actually can record people like that because it's it's in public. You can record people like that. Now at this point, he's literally he's literally assaulting, physically assaulting some of the other Project Veritas people. It's unbelievable. It's like some kind of, it's like a joke. It's like a game. I was lying. I was trying to impress a date, which normally you do with like, I don't know, a a fancy car or, you know, maybe you put on some nice clothes. Maybe, maybe you, maybe you fib a little bit about what you do at work. Normally, people don't lie by crafting some outrageous conspiracy theory that involved <laughs> in at work. And the, the guy that he's supposedly on the date with didn't sound very impressed anyway. So you, why would you keep going on about it and laughing like the Joker? <laughs> we, call, we call it, he's like, we call it, we call it directed evolution. <laughs> It's like Jesus. It's like a combination of the Joker laughing, the original Yoda laughing, and like some kind of cartoon character from Nickelodeon or the Cartoon Network. For asking him a question, please do call the police. Please do. He's uh, on tape here talking about mutating the COVID virus. Can I talk to you outside about this? Absolutely not. Absurd. Please. You have someone mock me as if they're going on a date to record me? You don't even know my position at this. What I was trying to impress doing? a person on a date What's your by position? lying. I was literally trying. Okay. I'm not even a scientist by background. You know what that I came from position? a consulting firm right. that does business. Uh, this please, is please, absurd. Please don't touch me. This is absurd. Please, so, call the cops here. please do call the cops. Okay, my question is if he's trying to impress the date, why, why wouldn't you just... He never said he was a scientist. Why? Why wouldn't you just say that you are working at this company and you're saving lives and because of your work directly or indirectly you saved give some bs number that Pfizer and these other companies give for how many lives you've saved why wouldn't you do that why were you like no actually we're we're directing evolution and we're mutating viruses and they're thinking about it and they're actually might be doing it and what doesn't make any sense please do please, why would you call the cops if you have nothing to hide <laughs> 
So he's obviously having one of the most outrageous reactions I've ever seen uh, in the history of Project Veritas. He's threatening to call the police. Okay. He grabbed the microphone. The question is, why is he calling the police? jail for asking you a question? Yes, sir. What is the intention of calling the police? They have, like, no one's right now. They're so Can I talk to you, please, about this video? Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five white Why would you bring race into this? That's one of my favorite parts. He's calling the police. He feels threatened. There's white people. jail for asking you a question? Yes, sir. What is the intention of calling the police? They have, like, no one's digit right now. Can I talk to you, please, about this video? Okay, so there's one, two, three, four, five, white Why would you bring race into this? There's one, two, three, four, five white people. Please, please bring the cops. I feel unsafe right now. <laughs> Was his date white? Did he feel unsafe with his his white date? Any other white people in the restaurant? There's other white people in the restaurant. Did he feel unsafe at the restaurant? He's like, I can't go to a white restaurant. It's too many white people. Now, just when Project Veritas shows up, suddenly it's all about race. So his reaction is he's verbally and physically assaulting and reacting in an aggressive manner. His body language shows that he's clearly disturbed and upset and terrified of being caught with what he just uh, revealed on camera. Uh, Maybe rightfully upset to some extent, but he makes it about race. He says white people make him feel unsafe. One, two, three, five white people. They're surrounding me. I'm unsafe. And he says, yeah, let's, you should go to jail because you asked me a question. And of course he's gay and he's got dark skin, sounds like a diversity hire, sounds like, and it's unfortunate for black people, and it's unfortunate for gay people, that people like this make blackness and gayness their identity and then try to use it to leverage benefit or to acquire social credit, especially in cases like this where you've been caught doing something that you should be put in jail for. But it's all the same kind of reaction, violence and aggression and rape. This is what I experienced when I worked at that co-op. Three different people working there, two white liberal women tried to get me fired, saying I was a racist. I was a Nazi aggressively screaming at me because I wouldn't put a mask on or because they tried. They lied and tried to get me fired, even though we had video proof of them (laughs) of them. Uh basically not not doing or what what they claimed I did to them didn't actually happen. Same kind of reaction from this guy because it's a textbook playbook. This is how they react. They have no ability to converse. They have no identity outside of their gender or their race or their sex. And they're arrogant and they want to put you in jail for asking questions or for resisting. They're violent, immediately attacking, destroying things, assaulting people, screaming at people, making everything about race, sex, and gender as many times as they can in the process. So Pfizer says we don't really evolve viruses, but if we do do stuff like that, it's computer simulations. What have I been telling you? 
computer simulations. Computer simulations, computer models, they direct evolution through computer models for climate change, for COVID-19, and then they offer you the vaccine, the mRNA gene therapy, which is very real, not a computer model. That is what will direct your evolution. It's not directed evolution of viruses, it's direct evolution of you. To them, people like this Jordan Tristan Walker, it's just a big game. It's a gain of malfunction in a game of malfunction. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe to the ad-free archive with our montages and digital books on the website. That greatly supports us. Thank you so much for those of you who donate a few dollars on occasion to the show outright. And thank you for purchasing one of my books. All of that, www.thesecretteachings.info, PayPal, or Cash App. That helps keep us on air sincerely five nights a week. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast.